Sweet Sensations by Shay Moonsilk Part 3 of the Sweet series Read by Literarian Summary At 31, Crowley is a successful attorney and Aziraphale is the 23-year-old love of his life and new college student. They've been living together for almost six months when the order to self-isolate comes in. Now Crowley is working from home and Aziraphale has classes every day on his computer. How do they manage to work and spend time together? Social distancing was hard, no two ways about it. Aziraphale had always been a morning person, but it turned out that he was really only a morning person when he had somewhere to go and things to do. Now he hated waking up and was reluctant to get out of bed if the only option was to sit somewhere and force productivity. Well, perhaps he was jumping to conclusions. He didn't hate waking up per se. Not when he had someone to wake up with. That morning, he could feel himself drifting awake to the sensation of lips pressed against his forehead. There was a hand running up and down his back, and a grateful sound not unlike a purr escaped his throat in appreciation. Good morning, angel. A voice greeted him. It was a lovely voice. Rough with sleep. Aziraphale woke up, smiling. It was his boyfriend, Crowley. Well, his full name was Anthony J. Crowley, but his friends all called him Crowley. That also had to do with the fact that his father was also named Anthony J. Crowley, but everyone called him AJ. Good morning, dearest. Aziraphale said, pressing a kiss to his shoulder. The only good thing about the distancing, Aziraphale could surmise, was getting to enjoy more of a lion with his partner. Did you dream? Crowley asked. Aziraphale let his eyes flutter shut and let himself doze a bit. It was the one where we all had wings, but you still had the Bentley and you drove through a wall of fire to get to me because I was at the army base. It had been so sweet. And then you said I looked oh, beautiful in my dress, he said, hiding a yawn into Crowley's neck. The previous night they had been up very late and he still felt tired. The quarantine hadn't hindered their sex life in the slightest. On the contrary, he would dare say it stepped up. Not that he was complaining in the slightest. Hmm, Crowley said, still stroking his back. Aziraphale gave a small wiggle of encouragement. I think, Crowley said slowly, that maybe you need to not drink caffeine before bed. He chuckled at the pout Aziraphale gave him for that, but the younger man didn't deny him. What do you have going on today? Crowley asked, slowly stretching. 
His muscles shifted under Aziraphale, who could feel a hardness poking at his middle. Aziraphale bit back a smile. He loved mornings like these. I have three classes today, ninety minutes each, starting at ten in the morning, Aziraphale recited, remembering that it was a Tuesday. One at ten, one at noon, and one at two in the afternoon. He knew it was Tuesday, because Mondays were days he only had two classes and then met with his student group and they all watched bad legal dramas to help motivate the taxing reading assignments they had. Watching bad shows was a great way of knowing what not to do or pay attention to. Crowley made a humming noise. Mmm, that's a lot, he said. I never realized how full your schedule was. Two degrees, five years, Aziraphale reminded him. Four to five courses a semester, at least two in the summer. Sixteen units a semester, eight in the summer, and hopefully he would have his degrees at the end of everything. He had been admitted to a program that was going to give him his bachelor's and juris doctorate in five years' time, which he was grateful for. When he had been 18, where most people had gone to college or university, he had moved in with his then-boyfriend Gabriel, who had wanted Aziraphale to rely on him. But that was in the past, and now he had Crowley, who was a much better partner and supported him so strongly. He had finished his first semester at Tedfield University and had been nearly halfway through the second one when the university transitioned online. Aziraphale and Crowley had a near scare when they learned that a few students had the virus. Over Aziraphale's winter break, he had come down with a chicken pox and they were worried that his immune system wasn't strong, given how many times in the last year he had been sick. It was a relief that Aziraphale tested negative and Crowley wasted no time in isolating them both in his penthouse apartment. Aziraphale leaned up to kiss him, enjoying the way Crowley's body shifted again to accommodate the change. They had developed a routine in the weeks since they were asked to stay at home. What about you, my dear? Any early meetings? Aziraphale asked. It was only 7.30 in the morning. Plenty of time for them to enjoy each other if Crowley didn't have any morning meetings. Crowley, knowing exactly what Aziraphale was really asking, gave him a wicked grin. He shifted, encouraging Aziraphale to straddle his lap while they kissed again. I have two meetings. They start when you have your first class. We have plenty of time now to wake up. Oh, good! Aziraphale cheered and laughed as Crowley flipped him over. A few hours later, a satisfied and slightly dazed Aziraphale opened his laptop in the dining area of the penthouse apartment. He munched an apple as his class slowly started. A few of his friends sent private messages and he replied to a few of them eagerly. From the office, Crowley was replying to some emails and getting ready for his first meeting. 
A few moments in, Ligger sent him a call. This was preparation for the meeting with their client, and he accepted. Hey, he said as his camera light turned green. On his screen, he could see Ligger in the foreground, who gave him a cursory wave, with Huster lurking in the background, getting ready to do his own thing. Crowley shifted again, feeling very well relaxed indeed. Hey, guys. Ligger took one look at him and snorted loudly. <laughs> Unbelievable. Ligger half growled, but his eyes were amused. I can't believe you just had sex before signing on to this call. Crowley let out a sputtering laugh in disbelief. <laughs> what? Ligger, why would you just... Fucking hell. Huster was now coming close to the screen and getting a better look at him. You did just have sex. Ligger's tone was a weird mix of exasperation, amusement and pride. CDC's been warning us about it, but you're above such things, are you? Crowley rolled his eyes, no longer bothering to hide a lazy smirk. He, Huster and Ligger always teased each other, but that was their way. Never was any of it really serious. How could you tell? I only ever see you this relaxed after you fuck your sugar baby. Ligger smirked and gave his husband an amused look when Huster swatted him. Not bothering to deny it, Crowley just shook his head, amused. We've been complying with everything from the CDC. We got Aziraphale tested when the school was confirmed with a case. Him and my dad. Neither has it. We're fine as long as we don't leave the apartment. Don't get my kid sick, Crowley. Huster growled, which reminded Crowley that there were times that Huster was stern with him in a non-joking way, especially when Aziraphale was concerned. I don't trust you. Thankfully, Ligger started pushing his husband off screen. All right, enough of that. You know he wouldn't let Aziraphale get in trouble. Now let's get ready for our meeting. You got it. Crowley said, getting ready to take some notes. What are we looking at? Ligger walked Crowley through their upcoming case, and the two were able to keep focused on work. They had always worked well together, because they were both dedicated to working fast and working hard. Having consistent meetings, classes and appointments helped the time pass pretty quickly. In nearly no time at all, Crowley reached what felt like a natural end of the day. Unless, of course, something came up later in the evening, which was always a possibility. He left his office and walked into the dining room, where Aziraphale was still taking notes. And he let out a small laugh when he recognized his father's voice over the speaker. Crowley's father was the state district attorney and also taught several criminal procedure courses at Tetfield University. Thankfully, he had started teaching well after Crowley had graduated, so he never had his father as a professor. They would have certainly killed each other. Crowley came over, pressing a kiss to Aziraphale's temple. Aziraphale leaned in with a happy smile, looking up at him. 
Done for the day? Aziraphale asked. Crowley gave him a nod, sitting next to him. Yes, this is your last class, right? Aziraphale gave a nod to the screen, and Crowley saw his father in the middle of an intense exchange with another student. People were always quick to point out that he was the spitting image of his father, but it wasn't something he ever really paid attention to. Want me to get you on, Mick? Have you say hello to your father? Aziraphale grinned mischievously. He didn't know how Crowley was able to give a smirk that managed to convey the potential of discipline, but his boyfriend made it an art form. Don't be a brat, Crowley half growled in a cool timber. I did my time in school. I don't need him lecturing me now. I'm never a brat, Aziraphale said with a grin, his eyes sparkling mischievously. Crowley snorted. You believe that, don't you? Aziraphale did a little wiggle, which was more than an answer. AJ was currently in the middle of summarizing why an earlier student's paper was incorrect, so it was a rare moment that he didn't feel the need to furiously write everything he was saying. Was there something you needed? Or are you trying to make me look bad in front of your father and my peers? Crowley smirked at him. You know he likes you. You talked him through how to set up Zoom that first time. He didn't actually need me, Aziraphale demurred. He knew what he was doing. He just wanted to complain about using it at all. And compare how the webinar technology compared with what I used to use. Before Aziraphale had enrolled in college and before he had met Crowley, Aziraphale had done cam work to make ends meet. Everyone at the firm, and Crowley's father, had been very supportive and non-judgmental. Sometimes that manifested into being overly supportive, but Aziraphale appreciated it. He smiled at Crowley and asked, Did you need something? I'm thinking of dinner. Crowley said, and resolutely did not laugh when Aziraphale wiggled at the change of subject. He knew his angel would adore talking about food. What were you thinking? I'm thinking pasta. Lilith sent us the pink sauce recipe that we had at that last group dinner a few weeks ago, before we all had to shelter in place. Crowley suggested. Aziraphale brightened. Oh, I like that idea. And there's the Pinot Grigio we have chilling that would really do as the drink for such an occasion. That was when a new voice joined them. Aziraphale. It rang out. Aziraphale froze, his eyes widening. And, more surprisingly, so did Crowley's. Is there something you'd like to share with the rest of us? Crowley's eyes were focused on Aziraphale. Why is my dad addressing us? He hissed. Aziraphale was blushing, which normally Crowley adored, but now was finding distracting. I forgot. I'm muted, but the camera's on. Oh, dear. Aziraphale turned back, but realized the focus was on him. Already several students were privately messaging him. OMG, who is that? Is that your boyfriend? 
He's so hot. Why does he look like our prof? He looks like our prof, you lucky bastard. Yeah, Aziraphale, you can hit it. Oh, good Lord, Aziraphale whispered, and Crowley leaned over to see the messages he was getting. Well, that's a thing, he smirked. Hello, son, his father chimed in. Are you distracting my students today? Crowley snorted and leaned over to turn the microphone on, refusing to be cowed or embarrassed. No, I'm not. Well, that's good, AJ smirked. Well, class, I see from the messages in the Everyone thread that you notice our new guest looks like me. This is my son, Anthony Crowley. He's an attorney himself and has been practicing law for over five years. Several comments were now flooding the chat, asking questions about how Aziraphale had met him, how long they'd been together, if dating his son meant that Aziraphale got special treatment. AJ burst out laughing when he saw that comment. <laughs> when have you all known me to give anyone special treatment? He looked at Crowley appraisingly, and Crowley hated how his father was able to reach him like that over such a distance and make him feel like a child, and not a successful attorney who was 31. All right, Junior, his dad said, and Crowley's eyes flashed at the nickname. Explain the difference between first and second degree murder. Crowley gaped. You have to be kidding me. I'm not in school anymore. I'm not one of your students. You don't test me like this. Class, notice the stalling. This is a lot like what happens when one of you doesn't know the answer and you stall. It never goes away. AJ teased and Crowley gave a low growl. Aziraphale was glad the camera was only chest up in that moment. Right, Crowley replied. So, if I killed you now... He ignored the shocked gasps and laughs. I've thought it out. I've premeditated. I would have to drive over to where you live. That's first-degree murder. AJ was amused, ignoring the class as students were still laughing. Remember, everyone go unmute if you're not talking. That's right, Junior. Now what about second degree? Aziraphale could feel his boyfriend's frustration at the nickname. You call me Junior when I see you again, and I get so angry I kill you. It's in the moment and sudden, but I still knowingly made the decision to kill you, which is second degree. That's right, AJ said. Now define quasi-in-rem jurisdiction and explain the relevance. Crowley scoffed. <laughs> you have to be kidding me. Aziraphale explained this last week for everyone. Surely you know it as well. Aziraphale mouthed, sorry, but Crowley squeezed his hand reassuringly. Then he looked back at his dad. I don't need to know. This isn't something I use every day. You're just trying to intimidate me like I'm one of your students.
AJ looked amused. So you don't know it? I'm preoccupied with doing my actual job, not your inane hypotheticals. I'm spending my time wisely. Several students who weren't on mute gasped audibly, and Aziraphale wanted to sink into the floor in panic. Crowley, he hissed, trying not to be heard on the mic. It's all right, Aziraphale. Crowley reassured him and turned his attention to the rest of the class. He's not as fearless as you all think. No one who spends 30 minutes doing their hair twice a day is going to cause you all lasting harm. A few students foolishly laughed but looked embarrassed when AJ raised an eyebrow at his camera. Everyone, sans Crowley, felt like they were being stared into their souls. If you were one of my students today, I would have kicked you out of class by now, AJ said. Crowley huffed. <laughs> Shut up, Dad, he said. Several students who hadn't taken themselves off Mick gasped audibly, and a few even said, Oh! Aziraphale buried his face in his hands, feeling his face heat up. He was never going to get over this. All right, I've distracted you all enough, Crowley said. He leaned over to kiss Aziraphale's temple as he stood, forgetting that at least 70 people were watching them. It was more out of habit that he did that anyway, and he walked into the kitchen. Well, let's get back to the lecture, AJ said, refusing to break stride. Uriel, going off of my son's explanations. Quickly, Aziraphale put his own computer off camera and mic and took a breath. He noticed a message pop up from AJ. He had typed, Don't worry, you're fine. It's not the first time we've gotten into a debate in class. If we hadn't moved to Zoom, he would have been invited as a guest lecturer, and this would have happened anyway. Believe me, this was easier and more tame than we've ever argued before. Thanks, Aziraphale replied. He was ignoring the comments from his peers, all of them celebrating how proud he should be of having such an attractive boyfriend. Crowley cleared his throat and Aziraphale smiled at him. Your father said you get invited to be in his classes frequently? Yeah, Crowley said, leaning against the wall. He had just been washing his hands and was running the towel through his fingers. Aziraphale tried and failed to not be distracted by his hands. He usually likes to have me show what a defense career is like, because he's a prosecutor by trade, which you know. It's funny, I spent most of my life defending myself against him, and here he is making me defend myself again, but in front of people. Aziraphale snorted. He has that effect, doesn't he? I'll pour us both some drinks. Some really strong drinks. Crowley decided, going back into the kitchen. Aziraphale snickered a bit, looking back at the screen. He raised his voice so Crowley would be able to hear him in the kitchen. I think after class I can start cooking, he offered.
From the kitchen, where he was fixing the drinks, Crowley called back his answer. Don't worry about it, Angel. I have it handled. Aziraphale beamed in his direction, excited for the drink and recipe. When he started school, he and Crowley had practiced cooking together. It was a way for them to make sure they were still spending time together as Aziraphale got more and more busy. Crowley had really improved in the kitchen. When they met, he could only make eggs, but now he was fully capable to make steaks, souffles and whole soups from scratch. And Aziraphale was the lucky man that got to reap the benefits of his boyfriend's proficient cooking. He really had the best sugar daddy. Class wrapped up 45 minutes later and Crowley walked over carrying two drinks. To another day. He toasted, handing a glass over to Aziraphale. Aziraphale smiled at him, raising his glass to let them lightly clink. He rose up, letting Crowley sit down, and then took a seat on his lap. Crowley gave an affectionate snort, but shifted to make sure Aziraphale could settle. How was your day, Angel? Crowley asked. There was a moment where Aziraphale didn't answer right away. Instead, he took a rather long drink from the glass Crowley had given him. Oh, you know, he said, my boyfriend stood up to my scariest professor in front of my whole class. Crowley snorted, pressing a kiss to his shoulder. This man sounds very sexy. Did you like it? Aziraphale leaned in to give him a kiss. Let's just say I was glad we were only on camera from the waist up. Mmm, Crowley murmured, looking rather pleased with himself. I'm glad you enjoyed that. They stayed like that for a while, enjoying each other's company and talking about their days. Aziraphale shared interesting moments from his classes and Crowley shared what he could. It wasn't much due to the confidential nature of his job, but he spoke more of how their friends were doing, which was what Aziraphale really wanted to know about anyway. After they had finished their drinks, Crowley had urged Aziraphale to get up, which he did, reluctantly. I have a plan after dinner. Crowley promised, going to check on the food and serve it. I think you'll like it, but you and I need to eat first. I'll hold you to it, Aziraphale decided and gave an excited smile for the dinner as Crowley brought it out. He had prepared pasta in a vodka cream sauce with chicken, artichokes and mushrooms. It tasted every bit as good as it looked, and it looked positively elegant. Aziraphale was quite eager for Crowley's after-dinner plan, but he knew that his lover would not be rushed. Crowley would move onward when he was good and ready, and not a moment sooner. Instead, he made sure to compliment Crowley's cooking because it was very good and deserved praise and he was looking forward to their leftovers tomorrow. By nature, Aziraphale was a slower eater because he really liked to take his time with a meal, to really enjoy the flavors and all the small details. 
Crowley didn't find as much pleasure in eating. But he did enjoy watching Aziraphale enjoy the food. So, as Aziraphale ate, he finished his own plate and watched his boyfriend enjoy his food. He may not be able to take Aziraphale out to fancy dinners or shows for the time being, but he was still able to spoil him in little ways. Finally, Aziraphale set his fork down and smiled at him. He pressed his napkin to his lips delicately. Positively scrumptious, Aziraphale complimented, and Crowley looked amused. You've already been good. Don't need to lay it on so thick. Aziraphale's eyes sparkled playfully. I would never, Crowley laughed. <laughs> all right, all right. Come on, Angel. What I want you to do tonight is the dishes. Then join me in the living room. Can you do that for me? Aziraphale nodded, and Crowley answered him with a good boy. And Aziraphale took their plates into the kitchen. He knew that Aziraphale would be fast, so he made his way to the couch. Deftly, he made quick work of removing his pants and underwear, drawing his cock out. For a moment, he lubricated his hand with lotion and spread it over his member. His eyes fluttered shut as he thought about the sensation of Aziraphale wriggling on top of him that morning. He listened closely for the sound of the sink, and when he heard it shut off, he willed himself to stop stroking. Already he was half-hard and anticipating his angel. Aziraphale came to the living room and made a gasp with a hitch in his breath as he found his boyfriend. Crowley! Aziraphale whispered, already blushing at the view. Crowley gave him a grin. Take your clothes off, he instructed. And bring the blankets from the other couch with you. There was a shaky nod in affirmation, and Aziraphale made quick work of removing his clothes, neatly folding them on the couch. While Crowley's erection had lagged when he stopped stroking himself, the sight of Aziraphale naked rekindled his desire. Aziraphale moved closer, and Crowley took the blankets, setting them next to him. Stay standing, he commanded, and spread lotion over his hand once more. While his lubricated hand grasped Aziraphale's cock, the other went to his hip to hold him in place. As he began to slowly stroke Aziraphale, his lover made a weak gasp and thrust his hips forward instinctively. Crowley growled at him, and Aziraphale whimpered. Stay still, he commanded, and Aziraphale nodded desperately. He kept stroking, but already he could see Aziraphale struggling to hold still. Are you so affected already? He asked, making sure to keep his tone kind, even though his words didn't seem so proud. Aziraphale nodded, blushing all the more. Crowley waited until his hips were hitching forward without his realizing, before removing his hand. The whimper Aziraphale made in response made him feel very good indeed. But they weren't done. Turn around and sit down he ordered. 
Aziraphale's eyes lit up in delight. I promise to take care of you. You know I always do. But right now, I want you to help give me a nice, warm place. All right, darling. Aziraphale nodded and Crowley's other hand went to his hips as well. He helped Aziraphale turn and lower himself so he wouldn't hurt himself in his eagerness to sit on Crowley's cock. He was still relaxed from their morning, but Crowley made sure to recoat his fingers and prepare him, making sure to stop before Aziraphale came. Of course, it didn't stop him from gently curling against his prostate. It wasn't his fault that Aziraphale moaned so beautifully for him every time he did that. He couldn't be expected to help himself. By the time Aziraphale was seated around him, his stick was trickling precum and his angel was gasping, desperately seeking relief. Aziraphale was caught in the blissful agony of wanting to prolong his pleasure and also desperate for relief. Crowley shushed him, urging Aziraphale to lean back and rest his head against his shoulder. You're doing so well he encouraged. I have you, don't worry. Despite his own desire, he didn't grasp Aziraphale's hardness to stroke him off. He would, very soon. Instead, he gently stroked Aziraphale's stomach and reached for the remote with his other hand. Crowley went to select something on their television at a low volume while he placed kisses to Aziraphale's neck and shoulder. Once it was playing, he set the remote down next to him and gently took Aziraphale's length back in hand. All right now, Angel, he encouraged. Just relax for me. I want you to come when you're ready. But know that we'll be here for a while, and my hands are going to stay here, on you, for the next few hours. All right? Aziraphale shuddered in his arms, nodding. Good boy, Crowley whispered. I have you. Just relax. There we are, just like that. Let the tension fade out. All right. He was rewarded with a moan, and he could slowly feel Aziraphale loosening up and relaxing more and more against him. While they were in an unforeseen situation, with extraordinary circumstances, it was fortunate that they both had each other. Crowley could find satisfaction in looking after Aziraphale, and Aziraphale could know that he was being absolutely perfect for him. And for the rest of the night, they enjoyed being connected together because they knew that they had each other. The End